0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. I'm joined this week by my special guest Katie Midwinter and we're doing something slightly different where we're going to be previewing some of our anti-post thoughts for the Cheltenham Festival. We were going to be focusing on the main ITV action at Ascot and at Haydock this weekend but it looks like it's not going to go ahead so we thought we would do some festival talk and tuesday is the first place that we're going to start we're actually going to talk about the champion hurdle uh, constitution hill is uh, the favorite at the time recording he's currently as short as one to three but katie there's a, a couple of angles here that we thought about maybe looking at uh, each way because we think that the filter could potentially cut up uh, come the day
1: yeah i mean it's looking likely that there's going to be some value in here because you've got three places in Antipose market Constitution Hill is going to be the likeliest winner. But, you know, other than that, I mean, you've got Honeysuckle 8 to 1. I wouldn't be ruling her out just yet. She's she's the champion. She's here to, you know, retain her crown. I think it's going to be tough for her. But again, 8 to 1 is a really good price. You wouldn't expect to see her out of the places. I guess we will learn more after the Irish champion hurdle. But I think honeysuckle rather than State and Bourbon for me, so certainly at the prices as well. Um, there's a lot of value at bigger prices. You know, Pad Piper, 66 of one. I know he was a bit out of his depth last time out, but I think there could be more to come from him. Uh, but it is it is quite an interesting race in terms of the prices. Um, and you know, if a lot of these aren't gonna turn up or they're gonna look at different races at the festival i know you were mentioning when we were speaking off here about bob ollinger 40 to 1 best priced. i mean what do you think of his chances
0: yeah i think bob ollinger like he is probably one of the more interesting runners in the field i think 40 to 1 does represent a little bit of value it is actually his only entry at the festival at this stage and i think if the connections uh, did decide to go to the festival this is the place they would come i don't think they would trying to supplement him for any other races but i would think over two miles he could maybe have a little bit of untapped potential we know he's a very strong traveler in his races he's looked to have been racing with some some enthusiasm at just two different points during his races this season but he just hasn't quite gone through with it some people says he stays some people don't say he stays I think two miles in a strongly contested, uh, race of where they're probably going to go hard. Uh, I think that, that could definitely suit him. I don't think he will be constitution here in a month of Sundays, but I think a 40 to one, as you say, Katie, this race could cut up, could cut up six, seven places, 40 to one. You, you get in those three places. Yeah. What? Eight to one, uh, 50 odds for a top three finish. I think, I think it wouldn't be a total surprise if he'd maybe finished third in a, in a champion hurdle, uh, likes the state, man. Um, Vauban Honeysuckle I'm not sure that Irish form actually mounts up to that much I think it's uh, I, I just think that they're all a bit, a bit the same and they're just not in Constitution Hills League but if there was a horse to maybe pull off a surprise I thought Bob Ollinger at 40-1 to one could be maybe the way to go. I've seen worse 40-1 to one shots than for me.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying there with Bob Ollinger. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not he stays, and he hasn't been the same when he was going over fences. He's probably not quite cut out to be a tracer. He's reverted back over the staying trips uh, over hurdles. You know, that two-length defeat by home by the Lee at Navin in November, it's not really a bad result. I'm not sure the argument is that he doesn't stay the three miles, although he wasn't effective at Lapistan last time out. It was quite soft ground, and it's probably not his ideal. Although you know he has been effective over in the past, I think he'd probably prefer better ground. And I think certainly you know coming back down in trip forty to one, we got three places. There's definitely worse bets as you're saying, Chris. I think if he returns to anything near the form we saw in the Ballymore, then you know, it'll be it he'll be a lot shorter come the day.
0: Yeah, I think there could be some market support for him if he was to turn up. I mean, he's been well fancied on both his runs this season. He went off thirteen to eight <laughs> favourite uh in that race at 11 behind home by the lee and then when he re him uh last time out at leptown at christmas he was very well backed on the day he went off 7-4 i think he was as big as maybe uh 10 to 3 7-2 i think uh in the in the hours before the race so there have been uh, quite a few um, uh, strong market expectations behind him but uh, yeah 40 to 1 i think like i say i've seen worse uh worse uh Uh, long shot bets but for me I think he he is a fascinating contender if he does take up in (laughs) engagement in the champion hurdle so we're going to move on to Wednesday now I know there was a couple of races we wanted to speak about here Uh, the first race on Wednesday is the Ballymore novices hurdle and I know you had a horse here that's a major shortlist Katie that you wanted to talk about
1: yeah he's a horse that I'm really excited to see at the festival uh, this year all being well at Irish Point I think his maiden win was quite easy at Cork. And he then finished second in the Royal Bond. I was amazed that he was sent off for 18 to 1 for that. I remember backing him each way around 20, 22 to 1 and, and thinking it was a crazy price. Marie Nationale is a horse I rate highly who, who beat him there. And, you know, for him to only just catch him on the line, I thought it was an impressive run by Irish Point. There's a good field of horses there as well. I think, you know, the form will definitely work out well. Is already has worked out quite well to an extent following the Lawless of Nace grade one earlier this month. Um, I don't think the omission of the hurdles played into Irish Point's hands at Nace. I think it probably favoured Champ Keeley uh, as the front runner there. And I'd like to think Irish Point could have pegged him back had they not had such a long run into the line. So I would slightly upgrade that performance for Irish Point. I think this is the race that he's likeliest to be seen in. I think it's his optimum trip um, at the moment. And, and I do hope he'll line up here. I think he's got an early entry for the Supreme as well. But I think the Ballymore will be more suited to him. and say he's got a better chance over two mile five. And for me, 14 to one is still quite a decent price for him. He was nibbled at after that Lawless Unnace run. Uh, but I think fourteen to one each way, still decent. I like the chances of Hermes Allen. I, I think, you know, he'll be there. They're But for me, Irish Point just represents the value in this field, and I think he's an exciting horse for Gordon Elliott.
0: Yeah, he's definitely an interesting one. He's got plenty of good form in um, strong novice company this season at the highest level, and yeah, uh, double-figure prices currently at the time recording. I think he could be an interesting contender on the day. I do quite like the chances of Hermes lend here. I think he's definitely the right favourite. I've just been very impressed with his wins so far this season. He just seems to be improving. With every run, I know shallow hurdle winners don't have the greatest of records uh, at Cheltenham. I think actually no horses won uh, the, a race at Cheltenham after winning the shallow hurdle for quite a number of years. Um, I remember Brave Man's game won the shallow and then looked comprehensively beaten uh, by Bob Bollinger in, uh, in this race um, back at the festival in twenty, um. 20 i just think for me he's an interesting horse and um, i think there's plenty more to come from him I know, like I say, the the record of the cello winners isn't great, but he's got that course experience. I think he's versatile on all kinds of ground, and I just think he's going to get better. and I think Paul Nichols this year has got a very strong team to to come to Cheltenham. I think he could definitely be among the winners. Definitely one of his better lineups he's had in recent years, and yeah. I think Hermes LN is a, is a, is a good shout for him here. And he's probably one of my more stronger fancies uh on day two at the festival at this stage so that's our thoughts then on the ballymore we're now going to talk about the queen mother champion chase um looks like an is probably going to take all the beating here unfortunately we're not going to see him run in the clarence house at ascot on saturday but hopefully uh, that race gets re- rescheduled and we might get to see him maybe who knows at cheltenham or somewhere else uh, the following weekend um Anurga Main and take out a big chunk of the market here, Katie. But again, like we were saying with the champion hurdle, this race has the potential to cut up. And there was one uh, slightly bigger price that caught your eye.
1: Yeah, well, to start with, I think, as you're saying, the race, it could well us up. I think an Main is going to scare plenty away. There was only three entered for the Flamers' last, but this weekend. I know that there's a lot of racing going on at the moment, a lot of grade ones. And so maybe that a lot of trainers are, are taking uh, their horses to other meetings rather than Ascot. But I think most are going to go into this race thinking they're not going to be able to beat an Nergimain. And with Edward Stone in there as well, you know, he's been impressive and he's going to be there too. You know, you'd expect him to be chasing an ergumin home. Um, for me, I think at 33 to one, New Negra is quite interesting. Now, I wouldn't be making a case for him to beat an argument or Edwardstone, but with three places available, Antipost, I think he's a decent price. He's likely to go there. You know, Dan Skelton's yard has been in better form recently. I don't think they were in the best of form over the festive period. And I think nearby Negra underperformed when, when running at Campton and beaten by editor De G in the Desert Orchid. So I think he'll be much better, um, Cam Charlton. I mean, he ran well here a couple of years ago um as well was it behind put the cattle on when he was narrowly beaten so I think he's got a decent chance I think he's a horse that is likely to line up so one of the more safer bets you could say and he's proven um over course and distance as well so yeah for me 33 to 1 in the anti-post markets with three places available in a race that you know could well have less than eight runners come the day uh, I think he's a decent shower and a a good each way um, bet I think
0: yeah I don't think that's a bad uh, line in at all he's probably going to be ridden patiently and there could be quite a bit of pace on in here um, if the likes of Editor De Geek turned up. Amarillo Sky as well has been known to go forward. And Ergermain can go forward as well. So there could be quite a strong pace. And it could suit his uh, high cruising speed. So yeah, Nubinaga at 33, one again. A big price. And if he could bounce back to some of his earlier form, he could be well overpriced. Especially with those three uh, places on offer each way. There's one horse that is entered in the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Who I've got a feeling... Might not run here. It's yet to be officially confirmed, and it probably won't be confirmed until uh, just before the the festival gets away in March. But Blue Lord is a horse that I kind of want to side with wherever he runs at the at the festival. I've been really impressed with him so far this season. I think he's just improved so much for fences, and I've just been very impressed. But by his jump I thought he was as good as ever when winning uh, at Leopardstown at Christmas. Not sure the strength of that form, but I don't think he could have done much more. Um, I think where I would like to, to see him potentially run is the Ryanair. Um, Alaho, there's been a lot of mixed messages coming from the yard this season about him. I think ultimately they will return here. But it would be a massive concern to me, considering uh, we've not seen him for a long time if he was to come here fresh. We know what he's done in this race in the past. And I just think it's a massive concern um, that we've not seen him for such a long time. And I know Mullins has done it in the past with some horses, the likes of Penhill in recent years, coming here with Long absences. Quivega as well, when she racked up those mare's hurdles. I just think Blue Lord... He's a horse that's been improving a lot, and he's exactly the same price as he is for the champion chase to win the Ryanair eh, at 6-1. to one. I think if he was to run here and Allo doesn't make it, I think he's a fascinating contender. He had a, a try at um, the the middle distance trip uh, when he won the Clonmel Oil Chase back in uh, November. And I just think he could have some untapped potential over this trip. So for me, Blue Lord in the double green, he's a horse that uh, I want to be maybe siding with um, come March. Um, another race that takes place on the Thursday is the Stairs Hurdle, Quite an open-looking race, uh, this KT. Uh, Florian Porter, I don't think uh, we're going to be seeing here. So it's leaving this race even more wide open than it previously was. Um, have you got a few in here that you want to talk about for the stairs?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the more open grade one races of the week. 4-1 uh, to one the field currently, for the prices I'm seeing. Home by the Lee, the favourite. It will be a shame if Florian Porter does miss out. Because although he's been disappointing so far this season i wouldn't i wouldn't really be you know completely laying him um for the festival because i think he he shows his best form here at cheltenham uh you know he's run this before and he's a horse that you know he's a a funny horse he's got plenty of talent he likes the front run he can be keen he can be quirky but He's clearly very talented, and I think the race will be a poorer race um, with the absence of him. So, hopefully, he can line up. It's I think it's about 50 50 at the moment, if he will. And, you know, he's drifting in the market. Um, so, you know, that does say a lot. But uh, hopefully, he does line up. Home by the Lee has been very impressive this season. You can't knock him. Uh, so, you know, he's deserving to be the favourite. But for me, I'm a big fan of Tehupu. Uh he's the only horse to, to win a race that honeysuckle is running. I think he deserves plenty of credit for that. My only worry is the ground with him. He's very ground dependent. He'll need it quite deep. And at around nine to one in the anti post market, I think he's quite short, uh, given that, you know, he might not line up. But uh definitely come the day if it, if there's a bit of give in the ground, I think it brings him into play and Although I think he does have stamina to prove. I think there's a lot more to come from this horse. He's only a six-year-old and he's improving. Uh, He's a horse that I am excited by. And I think, yeah, come the day, if there's any rain about, as there was last year, um, I would be keen on the chances of Tihupu.
0: Yeah, Tihupu, I think, is one more interesting runners that could potentially line up. I think we could be seeing him next week in the Galmoy at Gorham Park uh, he's a horse I put up in my uh, son uh, piece um, I think he was around about 12 14 to 1 at the time he's been nibbled at um, I do think he's a horse gun places I think uh, complete in agreement with you I think he'll, he'll be better over this trip but yeah I think the ground is key to him there's a couple of others in here that have entries that i think are quite fascinating both are uh, from the welly mullins stable the first one is uh, horton Calours. um he is actually going to be running at thurls at the weekend if they uh, get the green light in, in the grade two over there and he has been kept fences this season but it's interesting i think that Willie Mullins has decided to enter him here. He's thirty-three to one again. Like um, non-runner, no bet if he doesn't line up um and post. I just think thirty-three to one is quite interesting because I think he's a horse that has um, been crying out for this step up in trip. He often seems to um, show. His best uh, work late on. He's a he's a. I just think he's a out and out galloper, but he, he's a bit of a slow galloper. So he probably needs the uh, the extra um distance. Um, he was campaigned at the highest level uh, last season, and I just think he's come. He's got something to prove, and um, I think uh, I think he could potentially go well. He finished third here in in Triumph Fertil. We've seen plenty of horses over the years that have come through those those races, those juvenile races, the juvenile um races. Uh, be it the, the Triumph one and plenty of others that have actually gone on to need uh, further in their career and I just think he fits the bill and he could potentially be one of them the other horse that has uh, come from the same mould and uh, I think is quite interesting is um, St. Is, uh, is Sam um, for Woody Mullins again a horse that has a similar profile to Uncle was a good juvenile hurdler finished second in the Fred Winter kind of lost his way a little bit over fences um, but then was last seen winning at Punchestown kind of went under the radar at Christmas I thought it was a very good winner When he beat uh, the likes of any second now, run for Oscar, Somerville boy, beat some uh, useful horses. Obviously, it would be a massive step up uh, if he was to take this kind of race. But he's still only a young horse. He could potentially improve for the trip. And it's interesting as well that William Mullins has given him the entry. So he's definitely a horse that uh, I'll be keeping an eye out on if he was to line up here. He's currently available at 14 to 1. So there has been a little bit of market support for him. So that's our thoughts then on the stairs we're now gonna uh, look at uh, friday and the first race that kicks off on the friday is the triumph hurdle uh lozzy mouth is a horse that seems to have been all the rage um so far this winter for the race we've seen blood destiny as well stamp his um authority on the race as well after a couple of good wins especially uh, when he won at uh, the weekends um Katie, the Irish do have the top two in the bet in here, but I know that there is a, a, a British train horse that we both quite like for this race that we think is overpriced.
1: Yeah. It looks like Willie Mullins is going to hold a strong hand in this race as well as he does in so many of the other races. Uh, but for me, I like, yeah, as you said, you do, do as well. We like Scriptwriter. writer. Um, I just, I like the chances on him. He's around 16 to 1. I think he's a great each way back. Milton Harris has been speaking very positively about him and has suggested that he's even better than Knight Salute, who was a grade one winning juvenile and a really promising horse before his setback. Uh, and I think that's quite a claim from him. As we know, Fripwriter has an excellent pedigree. by Churchill out of a pivotal mare. And he was based with Aidan O'Brien on the flat and actually finished fifth in the Autumn Stakes. He didn't trouble the winner Caribus um when he was running there, but he was competing against that caliber of horse. And he's been very efficient since switching disciplines. He's already proven at the track when he won a grade two here in November. Um and I think, yeah, there's a strong case to be made for him. You know, hopefully he'll show further improvement with experience and age. And you know, sixteen to one, I'd say, is representing plenty of value in this market. Lossy mouth, Blood Destiny, what they've shown so far, they're going to be contenders. And you know, as I said, Mellon's going to hold a strong hand and he definitely knows how to, to win at the festival. So it's going to be tough for scriptwriter against that pair. And I think it will be a hot race as well. I think there's plenty of others in here. But uh, I just have faith in him. He's a horse that I like. And uh, I think he's got a, a bright future ahead of him. i hope he'd be good enough to at least challenge for the places in this. Um, but... Now, as i said i think there's going to be plenty and plenty of good horses in here and horses that could potentially be um you know be very good at, at the high level
0: yeah script right for me i think he's Definitely a fascinating contender. I think the ground is ultimately going to be key to him. I think if the ground can be uh, good, good soft, I think that's going to be uh, ideal for him. He was actually pulled out on soft ground over Christmas at Chepstow. But then he ran on the flat at Wolverhampton. And that run, was, I thought, was very good. He, he won from an unpromising position. Um, he looked to get a little bit outpaced. But then he really showed a good attitude to, uh, to get back up on the line in the hands of uh, Rob Hornby. He was carrying top weight that day as well nine stone ten in his back and he was given nine pounds to base note who's actually uh, subsequently gone on to uh, boost the form uh, when he absolutely flew home to victory at Lingfield so there is some substance to that that flat form clearly like say was uh, a good horse on the flat for right you O'Brien know, didn't maybe quite achieve his potential but the 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 vibes coming out of Milton Harris's yard have been pretty strong on this fella, haven't they? And yeah, I think sixteen to one, he's a fascinating contender, and we know that he is more than capable, Milton Harris, to, to saddle in these juvenile horses, especially at the highest level. So Scriptwriter for me and Katie is a horse that we're very keen on for the triumph. Going to talk now about the Albert Bartlett um, horse I particularly like for this race is Gray Dawning. I put him up on my YouTube channel at the weekend. I thought he showed a lot of guts and determination to win the Leamington Spa Hurdle at uh, at Warwick. I thought he was very good. He showed a really good attitude and I just think he's going to improve up in trip. He's got the battle-hardened experience as well that uh, in previous years you needed to win this race. He won a decent handicap at uh, Kempton. He beat a horse called Lally Gag of uh, Paul Nichols. A lot of good form to his name. And I just think he's overpriced still. He's currently available at 16 to 1. I think that's massively overpriced and I think there could be a case for him to maybe be a few points shorter than that. I would probably, advise I was pricing him up, maybe have him round about the eight to one kind of mark. Dan Skelton as well said that they'll give him an entry here. And if all things turn out being well, he'll probably take his chance. And for me, I think he's a horse that uh, could be underestimated come the day and is a horse that uh, is going places. So that's my thoughts then. Uh, Great dawning. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, I know you had one in here that you thought could be of note as well.
1: Well, yeah, this early stage, the one that I'd be wanting to side with is Champ Keeley. Uh, I know that he's shorter for the Ballymore, but I'd, I'd prefer to see him in this race. Um, I thought, you know, in the Royal Bond, he underperformed um, there, having been, you know, really strongly backed in the market. Uh, I just thought he was crying out for a longer trip. He then stepped up to two mile four in the Lawless of Nace that I mentioned, where he just beat um, Irish Point. A few hurdles admitted there. I think it did play into his hands uh, and benefited him. But Irish Point is a horse that I really like. As as I said, um, I like him for the Ballymore. And I just think, you know, stepping up, it would be another step up in trip, another half mile for him. But I'd be keen to see how he'd get on. I think he would improve for it. Um, and so at this stage, 14 to 1, the market is very open for this race. It's lambda 2, Hidden uh, Valley Lake at the prices I'm seeing. And then 14 to 1, the field. American Mike in there, Blaine, Grange Clare West, who was very disappointing last time out. Um, so I think Champ Keeley for Willie Mullins, he's yeah, about the shortest price of, of the horses that I'm seeing that, that could be entered in this race. Um, and he'd be the one I'd go for. He is around 7-1 to one for the Ballymore, but I just, I'm, I really think this race would suit him more. And so, you know, you never know with Willie Mullins where the horse is going to end up. But if he was to run here, I think he would be, you know, the favourite or second favourite. I think he'd be much shorter than the 14-1. to one. And so I think you would get, be getting a bit of value here.
0: Yeah, Champ Kylie is a, it's a horse. So I know that they definitely really hold in high regard with uh, Willie Mullins' team. Um, obviously, the, the the conundrum is where is he going to go? But if he was to uh, zap in, up in trip, you think he's got a good chance then at 14 to 1. Okay, the last race we're going to cover before we give our best bets for the festival, the last race we're going to look at is the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Um... Casey, the market here clearly revolves around Gallup and Dechamp. I believe he is meant to be going for the Irish Gold Cup at the Dublin Racing Festival in a couple of weeks' time. I think if he was to underperform in that race and uh, get beat, he could potentially take a walk in the market. And this um this list of prices I've got in front of me could completely change. I know there's a horse that we both like in this that we think uh, is maybe slightly overpriced and maybe doesn't quite get the credit he deserves. Uh, Do you want to reveal what that horse is to the listeners?
1: Yeah, Brave Man's game. Um, We both like him, don't we? The King George winner. I know there's been a lot of talk about whether or not he's going to like the track at Cheltenham. Um, He was pulled out here last year because of the ground. It was awful last year on um champion chase day and i just i feel that he hasn't been given a decent chance yet um to, to show what he can do at cheltenham he ran here in the Ballymore a couple of years ago where as we mentioned earlier on he was beaten by bob ollinger um when bob ollinger put in that excellent performance and and just demolished the field but this is completely different. This is going to be over fences. He's an exceptional jumper of a fence. Um, and I think, you know, following on from that emphatic King George win, I think 9-1 to one is a really good prize for Brain Man's game here. Uh, he'd be the one for me because I just think that his jumping could just give him that edge Um you know he's going to have to stay this trip and come up that hill um very well but i think if he's able to to make up that ground with his jumping rather than his staying ability i think that he could just be able to get that bit of extra energy when needed uh in the closing stages and i think he's going to be there thereabouts he's a horse that i really like so gallopin the champs is going to be tough to beat if if we see him winning the irish gold cup then he's probably going to shorten even more and you know we know what willie Mullins is capable of and it it seems that he's really keen on this horse's chances he hasn't done much wrong in his career of offenses apart from um from what happened at cheltenham last year and you know he's an excellent jumper as well and so it'll be an interesting matchup between the two i think and obviously we've got apu tad who who won this last year and ran really well the year before, too, in defeat. Um, you know, hopefully he's gonna be back to his best following that disappointing run at Haydock. It's gonna be an interesting race. Um, I'd also give a mention to Conflated, a horse that that I like, possibly with Davy Russell back on board, uh, who's got a lot of experience here and is one of the best jockeys around. I think Conflated could outrun his odds i think he's a decent each race out at current prices to around 14 to 1 but for me i would be edging with Brave Man's game i think he's one of my stronger fancies as well
0: yeah i'm in agreement with you i just think maybe we just think he's got that high cruising speed and he he might just not stay the extra couple of furlongs in this race but i i don't know like i was quite impressed by the way he won the king george like to me he had uh he had um, long press in his back pocket for much of the way, and I know that probably wasn't long press's track, but even still, just the manner of the way that he won, I was really impressed. I think his winner Weatherby was good, and going into the the end of last season as well, he he had some tough races. You know, he'd been on the go for quite a while. He he won um, at Newton Abbot back in October. He then went to Haydock. He then went to to um Kempton he then went to Newbury he'd already had a few races before he even got to the festival and I know we didn't get to see him there but his I think his preparation just went to pieces by the time he got to Aintree, and it was kind of no I just think Nichols probably didn't have him in the in the place that he wanted to be and I think you can just put a line through that run I think barring that run like you know if he'd never run at uh, Aintree last season, arguably, he could be a lot shorter price. For this race, and we're still to know what he, what he's capable of over fences at Cheltenham, and I just think we shouldn't be writing him off yet. And I like the fact that he's one of the younger horses in this lineup. He's not coming gonna come here off the back of a bad run. I know King George winners haven't had the greatest record in uh, recent years in the Gold Cup, but for me, I think there's some unfinished business with him. And yeah, nine to one, I don't think that's a bad price, especially uh, if uh, if uh, Gallop and Deschamps does blow out. At Leopardstown probably won't but still i think i think the market if it if uh, if gavin didn't win uh brave man's game could be a considerably shorter price than what he is now so that's our thoughts then on the gold cup right before we sign off we're both going to give a selection each for our strongest bet of the festival if the listeners uh, if you had to give the listeners a nap um, if the festival was tomorrow katie who would your nap be
1: my nap would be delta work in the cross country chase on the wednesday i was there last year when he beat tiger roll in that heartbreaking finish the atmosphere was unlike anything i've seen and in all honesty i don't think delta work Got the recognition he deserved for that win, Um, but what has impressed me most with him is his run at Aintree in the Grand National. I thought he did very well to finish third off a mark of 160. There, he he carried a hefty weight, and it's never easy in in that race. He was plenty of lengths behind the front two, uh, Noble Yates and Any Second Now, but I thought it was quite an achievement to to finish where he did, and off the back of that Cheltenham race, too And I think he's he's going to be the class in this race. He'll probably be off a similar mark this time around, but he won't have his stablemate Tiger Roll to to compete with, and probably a few of the others that he beat last year. They will be in the in the lineup once again. And he's a Grade One winning horse who was once touted as a Gold Cup horse, and he's proven he stays well. I think he's quite versatile in terms of the ground. It was an absolute slog last year in in such testing conditions, but. He's also dealt with better ground. Um, The ground at Aintree was good to soft. He's run a grade one on good. And I just can't see any horse beating him. So in other races, I think with horses that I fancy, I think there are others that that could be big dangers. But in this race, I I can only see Delta work. Um, And at his current odds odds against, around seven to four, best price, I think it's still representing a bit of value. so
0: Delta Work is, is my nap at this stage. Okay, so Katie's gone for Delta Work. He looks to have an obvious chance on paper. He was a good winner last year. I don't think there's probably too much for him to worry about. So yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I do think that uh, Delta Work will probably win the cross-country chase. I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer on my nap. I am going to be putting up t clipper for the ultimate handicap chase which is the first big handicap of the festival my angle in with t clipper is that he seems to save his best for the festival he's going to be arriving here fresh he's got a really good record at cheltenham like i say at the festival he ran a really good race last year when he actually finished fourth um in this race he was off a two pound lower mark um but i do think uh, he's potentially still very well handicapped off 147 he seems to react well to cheek pieces as well and even this season when we've seen him he's not run that badly put a run though for his last time out effort at newbury i just think that that was a run they just wanted to, to give him to him there because he had a similar campaign the season before but if you go back and um if you go back and look at his earlier runs this season, you know, he finished third in a really competitive uh, handicap uh, chase at Ascot, where he ran really well on that occasion. The time before that, as well, he ran at Chepstow behind Peregrine Run, who's no mug, you know, that he was only just touched off there. I just think he's a horse that, um, that, that could just go under the radar. Like I say he's got a good record at the festival. The time before that, he finished third in a Coral Cup. He's quite a big price at the time Recording, he's currently available at 33 to 1. I just think that's a really big price. He was the subject of a gamble last year, and I think arguably uh, he could maybe go off a shorter price on the day. We've seen uh, those horses in the Almer sometimes run uh, good race after good race, coming back to that uh, race every year. And for me, I think T-Clip at 33 to 1, still an 8-year-old, riding near fresh, good record fresh, ground likely to be on his side. Uh good record at the festival. Fair mark. Could change you, the 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 headgear as well. Maybe they could put blinkers on him. Might make him focus a bit more. I think he I think he's a great bet potentially at 33 to one. So yeah he is uh, my selection for the festival my main fancy so that's uh, our thoughts then this week on the in the saddle podcast thanks again to katie for giving up her time hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of uh, some cheltenham winners before we sign off please remember to gamble responsibly you can follow us on all the major podcast platforms are available on the likes of soundcloud spotify and um apple so yeah thanks again for listening and we'll be seeing you again soon